The battle of wizards and warriors continues with iron swords. The evil wizard Malkil will take the shape of the earth, wind, water, and fire. Farewell! The fate of the world is in your hands! You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willett. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience, I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Hi everybody, how you doing? Welcome back to another episode of the show. I've been back from Amsterdam for just a few days. It was a really fun trip, really good class, uh, really nice to just kind of get away. It was my birthday, so I got to just kind of relax and have fun. I found a place called Food Holland, which uh, is a food hall, believe it or not, and it's like all different street food vendors. There's like 25 different vendors in this uh, covered market, and it was just, it was amazing, and it was like five minutes away from my hotel, so you can imagine that I was there eating a lot of different foods. So it was a really fun trip. Big thank you to everyone who came out and I would love to go back eventually and and maybe do my bevel theory like full day workshop there Um, I could see myself going back to Amsterdam maybe not once a year but maybe like every other year do a class there every 18 months or something like that but looking forward to a lot of the people that I saw there when I go to uh, uh, BMXnet in September and and UKAPP in, uh, in October so this week's episode is going to be another one that I recorded at the APP conference, and uh, forgive me for butchering your name, uh, I have difficulty sometimes, uh, but it's going to be with Bronislav Istis. Uh, Bronislav, uh, or Bronco as he prefers to be called, uh, was one of the Aldi scholars this year, and he's from Slovakia. And during the uh, LD scholarship application process, sometimes there are uh, immediate standouts someone who's kind of a a leader in their area, um, you know, really well experienced, but also really generous in in sharing their experience. And Bronco is definitely one of those applicants uh, where almost immediately, uh, and not to like, you know, talk too much about like behind the curtain kind of stuff, but uh, Bronco was right on our, the top of our shortlist right away, pretty much. Um, someone who's really trying to better themselves and uh, better all the other professionals in their area, just make things uh, safer and, and uh, more advanced. And it was really cool to be able to bring somebody like that over to the APP conference. These scholarships, they're not all about financial aid. Uh, that's definitely one of the key factors that we look at. You know, uh, do you really want to get there? Do you have no other means to get there? But sometimes it's also uh, we're kind of giving access and experience to leaders from different areas around the world. So Bronco definitely kind of fits the bill for that one. Uh, Bronco does a lot of volunteering work with Greenpeace. Uh, seems like a really smart, really interesting, really kind person, uh, really generous with uh, with his information. So we wanted to uh, help him out, bring him over to the APP conference, give him that experience, give him those educational opportunities, and uh, you know, hopefully he'll be able to share the information that he's learned in Las Vegas with his other professionals in uh, his area in Slovakia. So. Um, the interview is really interesting. We talk about a lot of different aspects of uh, Bronco's experience and journey coming over to the APP conference, overall volunteering, and, and what things are like back at home. So that'll be a really good interview. But before we get into that, I need to talk for a little while to uh, clear up uh, an, an issue that came up. And basically, it kind of stemmed from one of my private seminars in, in the Bay Area last year. 
So if you're a body piercer and you're active on Facebook and all those forums, it's very likely that you might have heard, I wouldn't say really a rumor is the right way to define it, but um, this kind of unsubstantiated claim that alcohol can cancel out the effectiveness of PCMX skin preps. Uh, PCMX, paracloramethazolinol, the, the long complicated chemical name, is the active ingredient in products like Pure Cleanse and Technicare and other different kinds of uh, antiseptic skin cleanser products. So I was teaching a class in the, the Bay Area, uh, Concord, California actually, at Blue Star Tattoos. And it was one of my uh, understanding and applying freehand piercing techniques classes. And I had around 25 piercers there. And at one point, uh, I think we were getting to the videos and I was saying, oh, you know, I, th th this is me prepping with uh, Pure Cleanse, Technicare, uh, PCMX Skin Cleanser. And someone asked, oh, you know, what do you do if someone's got a lot of makeup, like on their nose before you clean it? And uh, the, the practice in my studio at the time was to take a, an alcohol wipe, give the, the area once over, remove the heavy debris, the makeup, uh, and then uh, apply PCMX skin cleanser to prep the site. And someone in the class... Uh, and I don't really want to specifically name names because it's it's really no one's fault. Uh, but someone in the, cl the class casually mentioned, oh, I, I heard uh, through an another very experienced uh, piercer that you can't use alcohol and PCMX together. And uh, at the time... It was. It seemed like just like a small brush off kind of a statement. Like, oh, I, I'd never heard that before, but okay, whatever, and you know, let's move on. Uh, and then that kind of snowballed into a conversation about, well, uh, you absolutely shouldn't do that, and you know, maybe it's irresponsible to do that. So I, I just kind of went along with it, and I was like, oh, well, okay, all right, well then, don't use you know alcohol with with PCMX, and I kind of left it there, and I didn't really think about it. Uh, fast forward a, a few weeks later, and I was planning a, a podcast episode with Howard Dolman of uh, Solabs, the company that makes Pure Cleanse. And you can go back in the archives and you can listen to that. Uh, and I, I asked Howard about that. You know, is there any sort of uh, contraindication between alcohol and PCMX? And the, the manufacturer of the PCMX skin cleanser said that he had never heard of any sort of in, uh, information or, or testing that verified that. Um, but we didn't want to leave it there. So, uh, and if you're noticing a trend, I went a little bit down a hole on this one. Uh, but in a good way, when you're a body piercer and you hear some sort of thing just out in the ether, you don't have to just take it at face value, even if it comes from uh, a well-experienced body piercer. Uh, you know, do the research. Again, uh, last week's episode where I was talking about gentian violet and the study that came out that potentially uh, labeled it as a, a potential carcinogen uh, in the way that, you know, food additives and food colorings can also be labeled as a potential carcinogen. Uh, you want to do some research and you want to have a reasonable understanding of, of what's actually going on. So, when someone mentioned in the class, you know, alcohol and PCMX is bad, uh, I didn't want to just leave it there. I wanted to kind of follow that information down the hole and figure out where it came from and is there any sort of verification? Is there any sort of testing? Uh, I went uh, that kind of game of telephone and I asked the piercer that the piercer who mentioned it in my class, I asked the piercer that they heard it from, uh, and unfortunately they couldn't steer me towards any sort of uh, testing or documentation of, of where that claim came from. So when I was doing the interview with Howard, uh, asked him that question, he said he had never heard of that contraindication, but that he was going to follow up with his business partner and uh, their chemists and, and the people who test it and manufacture their products.
So time goes by. Uh, I, I published the episode. And basically in the episode, Howard said, uh, if your concern is that there is a contraindication between alcohol and PCMX, uh, the actual uh, manufacturer's recommended use for the PCMX skin cleansers is not to be using it in conjunction with other products. Not because there's a contraindication, but just because you don't unnecessarily need to use a second product. So uh, what Howard said to use uh, to remove makeup prior to a PCMX skin cleansing is just more PCMX. So rather than uh, doing an alcohol wipe, scrubbing away that makeup, and then doing PCMX, you can just do two pieces of gauze with PCMX. One to foam and scrub away the makeup, wipe that away, and then you can prep with the same product, PCMX Skin Cleanser, like Technicare or Pure Cleanse. So that comes from the manufacturer. But that's basically the manufacturer saying, you don't need to use anything else. It's not that it was alcohol being a problem. He said, well, you don't you don't need to use saline. You don't need to use CHG. You don't need to use iodine in conjunction with PCMX because it's a very versatile product. So just two applications of PCMX. But again, not saying that you can't use alcohol. So he went to his partner, uh, someone named uh, Mark Zacabe, and then I got uh, follow-up emails back. And basically they were saying, and I might kind of click through again, you might hear some clickety-clack when I'm looking up some of my emails, uh, that again, there is no information saying that alcohol and PCMX uh, create a, a contraindication. Um, what I've actually found, and through them kind of steering me towards it and other people steering me towards it, is that there are multiple other products on the market that are sold as antiseptics that have both alcohol and PCMX in them. Uh, and one product that really jumps out at you, especially if you're in body art, especially if you have tattooers in your studio, is a product called Detol. Detol Skin Antiseptic has a, a really distinctive smell because it's got that castor oil in it. Uh, but uh, if you look at weight by volume, it's 4.8% PCMX and 12% isopropyl alcohol uh, and you can find plenty of testing online to show that Detol works as a skin antiseptic that it's efficient um, so it's it's difficult to understand where that kind of uh, I guess piercer urban legend information came from that PCMX and alcohol can't be mixed one of the other bits of information that uh, that Howard told me is that you know really if you think about it alcohol evaporates extremely fast so if you do something like you know remove makeup with alcohol uh, and you're letting it dry for even 10 seconds that alcohol is going to be evaporated from the skin it doesn't really leave a residue that would negate the effectiveness of PCMX. He said that one potential uh, source of this misinformation is that if you dilute PCMX, it can make it less effective. So if you're, uh, as an example, taking PCMX and putting it in a rinse bottle for a tattoo, uh, you might potentially be uh, diluting and reducing the effectiveness of that product, but not to say it is completely ineffective. Uh, so again, just as a body piercer, when you hear things like that online, don't just freak out and throw out all your alcohol pads and be like, okay, we absolutely can't do this because then PCMX is ineffective. Um, try to ask for documentation. If someone makes a claim and says, hey, this works or hey, this doesn't work, when we're talking about things like sterilization, skin prep, antiseptics, those products should have testing for them. Uh, and if someone can't back up a claim with data, uh, maybe kind of take it at face value and, and really do some, I don't know, thinking and, and, and think about like, is this actually accurate or not? 
So one person I really need to single out in this conversation is a piercer named, uh, and again, I'm not great at pronouncing names when I just see them written down on paper or in an email, but uh, Tara Boucher, uh, I believe, sent me an email uh, and basically heard that same kind of rumor going around. You know, alcohol and PCMX shouldn't be mixed. And uh, Tara, an inquisitive person, which is a great uh, a feature I like to see in, in body piercers, a great trait I like to see in, in people is problem solving and really trying to think through an issue. Uh, sent me an email and said, hey, you know, I, I heard this rumor. It, it sounded really curious. And basically I, I traced it back and found out that the rumor kind of started in your class in California. And I immediately just felt like an asshole, basically, you know, because I remember, I remember the interaction. It was like a 30 second thing in a six hour class, you know, and I didn't want the class to get too derailed and I didn't want to create a debate because I didn't have any information prepared on the other side of that conversation. It was just, oh, this is the first time I've ever heard this. Uh, it doesn't seem like a major issue. Just don't use alcohol if it's that, if it's that much of a problem for you and then let's move on with the day. Um, but there was a ripple effect, basically. You know, 25 professional piercers who care and, and take a day off of work to go to a class. Like, those are the piercers who pay attention to issues like, you know, is there a contraindication with my skin preps? Uh, so Tara traced it back basically to my class and uh, sent me an email saying like, you know, hey, let's let's really get to the bottom of this. Let's clarify it. Tara was doing some research. I was doing some research. We were kind of bouncing back and forth and keeping each other in the loop. And I really do feel like it's my responsibility to uh, put this information out there because, you know, unfortunately, it kind of came from my class. So some of the information that uh, Tara sent me included a study, and I will post it on the, the Facebook Piercing Wizard podcast page when, uh, when this episode goes up. Uh, usually those Facebook posts go up around uh, Tuesday, and the episodes go live on Monday, so you can go out and, and check it out on Facebook and, and link to the study. But there's one section on it, and it's a 12-page document, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, obviously, but there's one section that says, Standard of Practice 3, alcohol is an accepted antiseptic agent, however, it should not be used as the single agent, but as part of a skin prep regimen. And then it talks about the efficacy of alcohol mixed with other skin prep agents. So it talks about uh, mixing it with chlorhexidine, uh, CHG, it talks about mixing it with iodine, it talks about mixing it with PCMX. And so one of the things that, that Tara thinks might have kind of fueled the fire of people getting confused is when you read a lot of studies, they're very inconclusive. There's maybe one sentence or even just one, part of one sentence that says something and it, it, it sounds fishy. You know, you know, if you interpret it one way, it sounds like, oh, definitely don't do this. And if you interpret it another way, it just kind of reads as like, well, we don't really have enough information to make a determination. So there are a couple different things listed on there. Uh, one of the sections says... Uh, if you mix alcohol with uh, certain products, it can actually make it more effective, like uh, chlorhexidine and alcohol-based solutions that contain 0.5% uh, to 1% chlorhexidine have uh, found to have a persistent antimicrobial activity that is equal to or greater that of uh, CHG alone. So showing that if you mix alcohol and chlorhexidine, it actually makes it more effective, not less effective. But then the next line is where it might get a little bit confusing. Studies of perichlorometazylenol, PCMX, the effective ingredient in uh, Pure Cleanse and Technicare. Uh, studies of PCMX have produced contradictory results and therefore further studies are required in order to determine the efficacy of these agents with other agents. So it's not saying 
alcohol makes PCMX ineffective. It's just saying uh, the study produced contradictory results. So that means they might have mixed one batch and said it worked better. They mixed another batch, said it might have made no difference whatsoever. They mixed another batch and said it's slightly less effective. You don't know what those exact results are, and that's why it says further studies are required in order to determine the efficacy. Uh, that does not mean you absolutely can't do this. You gotta be worried about this, this and that. Again, going back to that Detol product, uh, that is alcohol and PCMX and it's an effective product with its own line of testing. So I'm not going to say uh, you have to use alcohol with PCMX. Um, again, going back to that conversation with Howard Dolman, it's not necessary. You don't have to use alcohol. It's just that alcohol uh, is an easy way to remove makeup, to remove marks the, that, that were maybe a little bit off, those things. So if you have alcohol that's been placed on the skin, the alcohol evaporates away, you clean with the PCMX, there is no data to show that the PCMX skin prep is less effective in those situations. Um, but if you do have concerns, there's no need to use alcohol. You can use another product. You could just use a sterile saline wipe. You could just use two applications of PCMX. Or, and I know that there are going to be people out there, so I'll throw it out there. You don't have to use PCMX at all. You could use iodine. You could use whatever other product that you find is appropriate and has valid testing to show it does what you want it to do. But uh, if you're going to notice a trend out of this conversation, uh, really start to think about what happened when uh, some piercers who found it a little bit fishy and a little bit curious did some research, okay? So the conversation doesn't just have to end in that uh, quick little moment of like, oh, hey, I heard you're not supposed to do this. You don't have to just switch the, the, the light off and say, okay, well, I'm never going to do that. Uh, say, do you have verification? Do you have testing? Can you show me a study? Think about it. Problem solving is a great skill for body piercers. Being inquisitive is a great trait for body piercers. Um, a lot of body piercers in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s had to do research on a lot of different products. You know, is this appropriate for our industry? And now there's kind of a generation of body piercers where they just kind of default to what someone else already said. Uh, oh yeah, I read this in an article. I heard this from a piercer. Somebody said this once. My mentor said this once 10 years ago when they were training me and I'm never gonna question it or, or, or look at my foundational information. Uh, be inquisitive. And, and look around at the information. So I really just wanted to clarify that. Uh, Howard Dolman and Mark Zacabe from Solabs, they're going to be doing uh, further digging on this issue. They're going to have a meeting with their chemist from Solabs and they're going to see uh, what research they could dig up. They're going to get back to me. If there's any new information for you, uh, I'm gonna post it online. I'm gonna put it on this podcast. But for now, I don't think we have to freak out. So again, let's kind of cross Gentian Violet off the list of things you have to worry about. Let's cross alcohol mixed with PCMX off the list of things you have to worry about. And again, don't take my word for it. I'm not a chemist. I'm not a scientist. I don't work in a research laboratory. If you don't like the information that I'm saying, do your own research. Find your own information. Check out studies. Do the research. Talk to the manufacturers. Talk to these different companies that distribute these products. Don't just blindly kind of listen to something and then just say, okay, that's it. That's the last I ever have to hear about this subject. So thanks for listening to me talk about uh, this issue. I, I really feel like it was my responsibility to clarify it because it's kind of my, my fault that the information is out there in the first place. 
So uh, enough of my rant. Let's get into this week's interview with Bronco. Uh, and just before I do that, I'm just going to do a couple different plugs. My Statum Cult shirts are back in stock on uh, my website, precisionbodyarts.com shop. I've got a lot of classes scheduled for a really short period of time between uh, Sunday, August 25th, and Monday, uh, September 2nd, I'm going to be doing four classes. Uh, that's over the course of like eight days. I'm going to be doing four different classes. Uh, I'm going to be doing two public classes, one on Monday, uh, August 26th in Maryland, and one on Sunday, September 1st in the Chicago area. Those are open registration. The Maryland class, um, as I'm recording this, I only have five spots left, uh, and then I'm going to hit the limit. So if you want to sign up for that Maryland class, you really want to get your registration in quick. Uh, the Chicago class, I've got a, a big space booked for that. I can probably still take another 20 people if they if they wanted to come. So uh, i got a good amount of people there. And then I've got two other classes. I'm going to do one uh, the day before the Maryland class and one the day after the Chicago class. And those are going to be private classes that I that I booked with a studio for, for their staff only. Uh, I think that might be something that I'll, that I'll explore into doing for, for future seminars. You know, if I'm in an area and, uh, you know, a shop wanted to do something private for just their staff alone, especially if it's in a smaller space where they can't, you know, pack 25 people in their lobby or if they don't have the opportunity to come out to another class or even if there's drama sometimes between different shops, you know, uh, I can do private classes at your studio for your staff. So that is something I'm open to. It's not something I can guarantee I'll be able to tack on to each trip, but uh, it is something I'm going to explore. Uh, I've also got the uh, the class on Monday, October 28th in Fort Myers, Florida. That one is open for registration. Uh, you can find out the information at precisionbodyarts.com slash seminars, or you can follow Body Art Education by Ryan Willett on Facebook. Uh, there'll be event pages for all the different classes that I have open for registration, so you can check out that info. I think I've got uh, one... Uh, free window uh, before the holidays kick off. So I think I'm going to book another class for November sometime, uh, probably about a week or maybe a week and a half before Thanksgiving. Uh, right now, I think I'm looking at Atlanta and it might be Monday, November 18th. So just kind of put it in the back of your mind, uh, maybe uh, going to be in Atlanta Monday, November 18th. I, I think that'll be a good one weather-wise too. I want to get out of New England. Um, but I don't want to go anywhere too, too hot. I've been looking at a couple different classes, um, Denver, Salt Lake City, and I think Phoenix in, in Arizona. I was looking at other cities in Arizona, but I think Phoenix is the most centrally located and easiest to, uh, to travel into. So that might be my target for that. But I might leave those for maybe after uh, the holiday season, um, give myself a, a good place to escape to. Uh, get out of the winter and go to Phoenix or something like that. So those will be uh, announced later on. But for right now, uh, Maryland, uh, Chicago, Fort Myers, Florida, and potentially Atlanta. So uh, keep your ears open for that. And uh, let's get into this week's interview with Bronco. I'll be back a bit more at the end. Hey, everyone. Uh, so my name is Bronco. I'm uh, from Slovakia, based in Bratislava, working in a shop called Body Gallery. I'm owner of the shop. And the shop is going to have a soon 10 years. Uh, I'm piercing 15 years old together. Cool. So uh, you're, you're, you got one of the scholarships for this year, and yep. I think it's really cool. And I also really like to get people as scholars who aren't brand new to piercing, ones that have been there for a long time and, and know uh, just different things about the history of the industry and different techniques and you know uh, sharing their information because when you're on the, the scholar team or the volunteer team, you can 
share what you know with people so the information can kind of go both ways so I think it's really cool to uh, to bring in scholars of all different kinds of backgrounds and everything um, what was it like for you as a piercer uh, wanting to come over to something like conference like was it a long-term goal for you have you always wanted to come to conference or is it kind of like a newer thing that you wanted to do it's like a little miracle uh, I mean I know about the conference since years uh, but for me, it was like super far. It's overseas. It's APP. I'm not a member of APP. So first of all, I told these like APP members only. And when I realized that you can get in actually and not being a part of APP uh, people or APP at all, uh, I was surprised. And secondly, I didn't know about the scholarship. So thanks to other older scholars that motivated me to actually send the uh, send the application, and I got it in. Uh, that was a big. That was a big feeling, and I'm super happy to actually to be here. And I also appreciate the, the all the levels of piercers that are coming together. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have here, I've seen people, and there are people walking around which are like doing piercing 20 plus, mm -hmm. and there are people who raise up the hand like doing less than three years. So it's, I think it's great. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, so you've been to BMXnet, yep. right? And uh, what's it what's it like? with sharing information in Slovakia do you have do you have a piercer group there do you have meetups anything like that I think we need to just progress mm -hmm. especially in this field I and mean, there are friendships there are person-to-person -person talks mm -hmm. but there aren't really organized groups we aren't really a community of practice mm -hmm. and I think this is definitely something we have to go to I mean in order to progress and, yeah. and keep up and, and follow the trends and and just be better in our work. I think that's that's very key, and that's actually my my goal. Uh, together with the friends from Czech, that mm -hmm. we would like to start something up. Uh, yeah, it's definitely evolution that needs to come, and we are at the beginning of. That's great. Yeah, I mean, it's important to have to have leadership in an area, and, and especially when you get to a point where you're 10, 15 years into a career. I th I feel like it's almost an obligation where you want to share and you want to help make everything better and everything safer. It's coming somehow, exactly as you said, like I was approached uh, within the last six months, three, four times by young piercers, mm -hmm. if I'm delivering any, you know, trainings and stuff, which I start to do. I was not really a happy couple of years ago to do it, uh, but yeah, they're asking, they want to progress. They, they are like, we are not in ceilings, we are not, you know, close ourselves. So, so yeah, people are really hungry for information and, and they would like to get some, and I think we just have to, you know, make this offer. I mean, we have to share, and, and the goal is the same: like to do better piercings and safer stuff, and and more happy clients. So yeah, it's have to come. That's yeah. that's definitely. Sure. Yeah. So uh, do you do you think that an organization in that area would would offer that training, or do you think it would be uh, piercers from Europe or UK or the US coming over to do seminars? Like, what do you think would be more beneficial to the area? I think. A language will be uh, good if it's uh, if it's local. So I guess I mean if we if we will speak about a, like let's say future we have association and and we do have a conference then for sure it should be international and we should have as many as possible guests coming from other countries. Mm -hmm. When it comes to a training on like how to actually do like speaking about techniques and hygiene and stuff, uh, I guess and I or actually I believe uh, will be local language. So we'll be delivered on our level. The big advantage we have is this is the, our neighbor country, Czech Republic, and my country, Slovakia, we sort of speak, it's not the same language, but we fully understand each other. Right. We can read and write stuff, we can watch and we can talk. 
and kind of like Spanish and Portuguese yeah. where they can communicate, but even yeah. if they don't speak fluently. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a big advantage, definitely. So, so we can, I believe, we can share that burden. It just, we just need to build it up. Like, mm. I, I hope, like within a half year, we we will start to, with the with the like, with the paperwork that will be, you know, the first uh, starting point, and then we can move on. Cool. It probably helps being able to see the organization that they have here and the organization that they have at BMXNet and kind of pick what you think would be the best for for your area and make the most sense too. Yeah, I mean. Outside of a, like private interest to joining APP conference, uh, outside of that, one of the goal was actually to come here and meet people and talk about like who and how can help us mm-hmm. uh, with setting up, and we get there. So uh, we had a nice talk with Kale. Uh, we have speak with APP UK, and and we get a lot of support. Like I mean. It seems like people are saying like, "Hey guys, you just start to do what you need to do, mm-hmm. and we are here ready to feed you with a lot of stuff, like like a lot." Yeah. So basically, it seems like many things we will just translate and mm-hmm. you know help to a tailor to our situation, but we are not starting from scratch. Definitely not. And yeah, that's, that's great. a very good feeling. Uh, it's it's cool that there are so many resources available because for a long time people in different areas would they would try to start something but they wouldn't have the right kind of support and they didn't know how to organize it and then it would just fall apart yeah. after a few months yeah. or one or two meetups or something yeah we can definitely resource and that's, that's I'm really grateful for uh, the experience from UK mm-hmm. APP mm-hmm. and then there is a big offer on the table like we can get whatever we will ask and it's possible to deliver and give us yeah. from my APP here mm-hmm. yeah I mean that there's there's no point in uh, putting on our conference and having everyone else from the world fly in if we can't use the funds that it generates to help all the other yeah. piercers who can't make it here. So it's really important as the, the mission of the APP. I mean, my yesterday before falling asleep, like I'm super proud of being a part of piercers community. I mean, I work with tattoo artists a lot. I, would, I work also with other different groups and, and definitely when it comes to piercers, they are super happy to share. Mm-hmm. Like there isn't hidden stuff like, I have something and I will not tell you because then you know you will do the same and, and you became the same whatever yeah uh, and this is not always this is not all around in different communities so I'm like I'm super proud and happy being like in a piercers community which actually does share without you know uh, looking for what you can earn out of it mm-hmm. like you share with no benefit you are just doing that for being more safe and better and, and actually deliver better work and it's something that I'm like super amazed. Yeah, it, it's it's something that I would take a lot of pride in when I see so many people sharing information because when whenever I teach here, whenever I come to different places, uh, people always walk up and they say, this is great, do you know who does this for tattooing here? And it's like, well, no one, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can get little seminars from an artist showing how to tattoo, but you don't have a week long of classes about safety and all these different aspects of it. So body piercing and body piercers, I really do respect the way that they, they share information. Yeah. I don't know who started the culture. I mean, it's a, like someone make up these habits, you know, like make it up the culture uh, that is sharing, but whoever was that, like, great thanks. <laughs> Yeah. I know, I know that the artists are doing like uh, super realistic stuff, and they would never really actually, you know, share need, never ever for free. Mm-hmm. And and the amount of information I can get for free, like I mean, talking to you or any other piercers, and just sending my videos to them, and says like, hey, any feedback, and then you just receive like a handful of hints, like saying like concrete stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like mm, you could be faster, but it says like how you can do this, or you know, you can use this technique, and it's really. 
like hands-on stuff and and there it's free of charge mm-hmm. it's like yeah yeah i can share what works for me try it out maybe it works for you maybe not yeah so that's that's brilliant definitely yeah i i, I love it i'm getting almost like addicted to it because <laughs> i've gotten the chance to go so many places and meet oh, so yeah. many piercers and uh that it's it's like infectious i just want to i love talking about it and i love hearing what other piercers are doing in their area and then i love seeing people the next year and and seeing how they've grown and how they've taken the information from the classes and they've gotten so much better it's great when you touch on the next year well leaving this conference it's leaving me like a good amount of a4 uh papers full of notes starting Mm. action point to do try out so i will have to proceed it and and probably hang it somewhere in the studio not to forget because there is like so much i'm I'm thinking of like like a practical stuff yeah coming from techniques down to like how do you manage the shop Mm -hmm. uh down to social media like the whole spectrum so so yeah i'm I'm like fully stuffed (laughs) what have been some of like your your favorite classes for the week I guess my very favorite was Elaine, and I don't know, I forgot the name of the other lady. Was uh, it the anatomy class? Yes. Betsy, the Betsy Reynolds? Yes, yes. Yeah. I was, that was a brilliant one. Today I enjoyed the uh, advanced Helix. Mm, I mean, I've heard a I'm, lot of good things about yeah, that class. I'm, like When I saw it on the list, like Helix, like, wow, that's like, we all do it, and it's like super sort of easy. It's supposed to be, but obviously, like, everything can get more, you know, complicated or better. So I liked that one, definitely. Uh, yeah, there are many. Like I'm, I'm like it was a full week. I took like twelve classes, I think. Wow, that's a busy week. So, and on top of all the volunteering, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what were you doing most of the week for volunteering? Uh, I guess the majority was a cluster, mm-hmm. which I super enjoyed. I have to say, I mean, saying hello and good morning and how are you uh, to three hundred people mm-hmm. coming into the room is like privilege. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's very cool. Have you uh, have you made any friends this week? Oh yeah, I yeah. did. I did. Cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's growing up like on all different channels. Like I mean, personal, but we are we also know that we will just you know probably today tomorrow most of us will just disappear in all different directions yeah. worldwide. So yeah, it just pump up in Facebook and Instagram and says like hello, hello, many, yeah. Yeah, I, I always notice that the, the the volunteer community and the scholar community it really creates friendships, yes, but bonds where uh, sometimes years down the road, people like I saw all these different people this year where they were like, we were scholars together five years ago, or this, yeah. you know, and like I I met up with this person uh, and we hung out for three days before conference started because like we were on the volunteer team together and all that. Stuff. It it really gives you a bond because I think when you come to something like this and you struggle to get here and then you meet all the other people that also had to struggle to get here it it really kind of links you together it's definitely a community inside a community Mm -hmm. like it's it's a little club whatever uh but yeah because we have a similar experience we have a similar view i mean at least those of us scholars like coming first time ever Mm -hmm. and having similar tasks and and the same amount of like which was a little overwhelming information prior to the conference like you should know these and these and that and like right, so all many the different policies and, and trainings. Yeah. And, yeah. So that definitely pulls you together. Mm-hmm. For sure. When did when did it start to feel like a comfortable fun week? Because I know the the very beginning of it is really difficult yeah. for volunteers because you're in a meeting all day or you're setting up all day. Yeah. For me it was uh the first conference day, which was Monday, mm-hmm. Monday afternoon, when I realized like okay, this is probably how it's going to be. I mean, the first two days being here, which was Saturday and Sunday, was a lot of meetings and trainings, and and you kind of like train up, but you don't know what is coming. You don't know what's behind the door. Like, yeah. like when I first time, 
open the checking device and find out there is 300 people on the class. I'm like, how are we going to do this? But I find out like within the first one that it, it takes 10 minutes mm-hmm. to get people in. And there is like, if there is troubleshooting, there is always someone to help. Yeah. So either you manage or you just ask the next person with, you know, more experience, like, hey, I can't get this person in, what I should do. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's great to see that too, because uh, I've been... I've been coming to conference for quite a while and I've, I've always been kind of around the volunteer team. I'm not really scheduled in that way. I'm usually doing other things, but I'm, I'm usually always around it and seeing I can confirm it, that. Yeah, <laughs> seeing it get better and better every year. And the fact that there is that kind of support, because I have seen years where people just, they'd freeze and they'd be like, this isn't working the way it's supposed to work. And I don't know what to do and no one else does either. Yeah. And those, those moments have happened. So it's really good that, Technology has helped, and training has helped, and support has helped, and it, every every year the conference just gets better and better and better, and I'm really proud to see all the progress. Coming from Slovakia, I also have to say like there are cultural differences, and and people here are like super helpful. Like it's not only when you are really shouting for help or sort of fishing for someone who could help you, but they are just coming around and asking like, by the way, everything okay? Can I help you? Anything mm-hmm. is missing? And it's really helpful too. Yeah, yeah. It's because everybody cares because they know that if something goes wrong with your job, then something's going to go wrong with the next person's job because everybody's everybody's connected and it's all well everybody. Yeah. Teamwork. If I'm coming next year, I will do the same the same for mm-hmm. others because like, let's say everybody will see at some point first time, mm-hmm. so they know what it is like. Yeah. So it's yeah. that's nice. Yeah, that's great that you have that kind of mentality too. Um, I, I also like the. The way that you think is like when I come back next year, not like the if I can come back sometime. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because once you once you're here, you know, as a body piercer, I think I think a lot of body piercers would say, yes, I, I know that conference is important, but maybe they haven't gotten there yet for whatever reason. Uh, but then once you come here, you realize it's like I, I have to I have to come back. Yeah. You know, I can't not be here. It's true, and I can like if I can refer also to BMX uh, net. Like I have been on some classes that was. On the BMX and and very the same classes actually by the same people was done also here, and it just works to go even second time. I mean, if it's a topic of interest of yours, mm. uh, you can go for the same class, which is just like it was a year ago, but it's not the same class because also the speakers are mm. coming up with the new stuff, yeah, and also the audience is different, so different questions are posing up and. So yeah, it's it's not about like I have been here once, some tick box for next let's say seven to ten years or whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean next year, and I I would, I would go for even even the same classes. Like mm-hmm. I mean, if, yeah, that's cool. Uh, were, were there any instructors in particular that you liked? I like your classes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's not about because we do interview. I like your classes. Uh, because I, like, I don't run late. I'm always on time. Yeah. <laughs> I like the classes which are leading you also to practical uh, tips. Mm-hmm. So they are not like super general, like use this type of jewelry and and this size. And then there is no follow up like why. I mean, I can get the advice like use this or do it like that. But without knowing why, it doesn't really work for my brain. Mm. And there are some classes where you get this initial information like what fits or don't or what works or not for the speaker. But we don't get the, the reasoning. So I like any speaker who can also touch on the reasoning. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if it goes down to a party, like like really practical hands-on tips, like Elaine is doing, for yeah. example, uh, then it's good. 
And then also I, I like like broader concepts which are not going down to details. Like, uh, I don't know, today I had uh, the advanced helix. I was not done in a way like this is how you should be doing it, but it was really like open. So mm-hmm. it's like start your brain, you know, working on like, what if I do this? What if I do that? And how, what, like that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's not really about the names. It's more about like, Either we get the reasonings and stuff behind the mm-hmm. stuff that is supposed to, you know, go into head, or or it's it's basic piercing concepts. Mm-hmm. I was a very nice class. Yeah, I w- it wasn't wasn't about how you pierce this or that or what technique. It was about what is the general approach and what is the main goal. Like, like for example, the takeaway I think is like whatever I do, I should not think about like my comfort or like how it works for me, but what is best for a client. Yeah, which was always there, but now it was said out loud mm-hmm. and clear it's like yeah it's nice to play with the freehand option of this and that but like is it is it for the client or is it for me yeah have i got bored by you know doing it always this way mm-hmm. uh the other things which was very nice is like the rule of 22 or 25 depends who says mm-hmm. uh trying something new is like like trying once or twice and says like doesn't work no like try 25 times yeah and then, evaluate, and then make the decision. yeah if, if it's a way for you or not so yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, the the instructors that I really like are, are also the same ones that ex- explain why and then show you what the results are for it rather than just saying, do it this way. And when you talk about the Helix class, you know, I know it's Laura, Jane, and, and Jeff, and I, I've gotten to see how Jeff thinks and plans out his classes and with his like in advanced fundamentals concepts and all that stuff. And uh, he's like a really technical thinker and he really wants people to understand his reasoning not just copy his method yeah. so yeah I, I really like that class style too I mean it's about like we speak about the rings and using rings for cartilage and for helix and there wasn't yes or no but it was a put in the in a way that you know before I will fall asleep I will I will have that run in my mm. brain and think and I kind of like it it wasn't like no you should never ever place a ring you know or it's okay it, yeah. it doesn't say that neither but it, it just starts the process in the brain, which is which is great. And on the other hand, like some very practical things like a pressure, you know, pressurize after you pierce the tissue together, it's like super useful. So so both of the things, uh, very nice, very nice. Great. Yeah, I, it's, uh, it's, it's always cool to come to conference and you sit in on a class and sometimes you could make the mistake, someone with 15 years experience, you could make the mistake of being like, yeah, I, are, I know this stuff. You know, I'll sit in on the class just so I can see how somebody else does yeah. it, but it's not going to change my mind. But uh, I, I sit in classes still, like I, the high nostrils class was a really good example where I was like, that's a great idea. I'm going to try that. And I think that would be better than the way that I do it. Yeah. And, yeah. and also I understand, I mean, it's, it's a natural, it was a, like 100, nearly like 1,200 uh, people here. Mm-hmm. And I understand that the speakers and the classes needs to be balanced for those who are pushing like let's say less than three years yeah. and for those yeah. who are 20. So yes, I have been also on classes where I haven't take like a, like a load of information out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vulva would be one uh, where like, yeah, fine, fine with me. But in the room, there was 100 people who was like sort of looking at first time. So I think it's a fair balance and, yeah. and it needs to be done this way or like I fully agree, mm-hmm. you cannot say, hey, we just do advanced stuff because yeah. we are meeting together. It needs to go all hand-to-hand. You can have some advanced content, but yeah, you need it to be fair. And uh, even even the advanced content, uh, you're always going to have people that are going to be like, it's not advanced enough. 
and then the simple information isn't simple enough. So it's like you, you want to have something kind of in the middle, yeah. a little bit of information for everybody, and I think that's the, the best way to do it. I, I don't think that you can really have a class where piercers with 15 or 20 years experience will sit there and, and learn something every second of the entire class. Oh, yeah. you know? But even if you just get one little trick, then that's, that's definitely worth it. There was a couple of classes where I get a, a simple one trick, which I'm definitely taking back home and I will try. Cool. So what's what's it like piercing in Slovakia? Like what's the what are the trends like? Like what are what's the style? Is it is it plain like a, just like a ball? Is it gold and gems? Is it surface piercings? Is it like nostril yeah. piercings? So generally, I would say that the West is coming to East in Europe. Like when it comes to trends, doesn't matter if it's like the the clothing or piercing or tattoos or whatever cars. It slowly goes from the West to an East. So stuff that was a normal, let's say or was was done and, and normal in Berlin seven years ago. It was two years ago in Prague, mm-hmm. and it will be to, today in Bratislava. It's slowly like like a wave. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to piercing, so like the main thing I'm super happy about, uh, when I started 15 years ago, it was like mostly punk or like, you know, showing attitude mm-hmm. to, uh, to the whole society. Like you don't, you know, that's, that's your way. That's why I was special. Today it's a normal. Uh, it's like people in bank wear piercings mm. and waiters, and it's like it's it's all around. So it's just like fashion now. It's yeah. a, it's a fashion, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's still like individual fashion. Mm. Like people are really choosing what they want. When it comes to what people wear, we not there where you guys in US are. Mm. So we are trying to introduce like fine jewelries, uh, gold and stones and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say we are somewhere in the mid of the way. Like we are not having only the balls and and, and that's it. Uh, but we are not, you know, at least in Slovakia and in, also in Prague. Like we are not really selling the fine stuff that is mm-hmm. expensive. But step by step, I mean, I did the research. I asked like a couple of clients uh, if they would be willing to buy something more expensive but quite special. Mm-hmm. You know, polished, handmade for them. Maybe not thousands of pieces was produced, but you know, a couple of or yeah. or single. And I got a couple of uh, financiers saying, yes, I would be willing to put money in. So that is on the plan. One of the takeaways that I would like to uh, purchase some nice stuff and, and try to you know put it into the shop and see what's happened. Yeah. Cool. Other than that, people are creative, but I'm really happy. Like they are not running only the what they have seen somewhere in TV or their friends, like they're coming with even crazy ideas which are not so you know useful and, and, mm-hmm. and doable and and healable uh so they are creative we definitely moved from majority age of let's say between 18 and 23 up to you know like it's normal how people 35 years old or like fairly adults are mm-hmm. coming in to to have their piercings and they are not only picking like a you know nostril or belly button but they are also picking nice projects and stuff cool so that's a that's a good progress yeah. uh other progress is also that people, I think I have been personally working on this since years, uh, to pick up, like, to better pay a little more, but be- get better quality in what you get into your body. Yeah. So, for example, in my shop, we work only with titanium. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of years ago, there was people who decide, like, well, I can get a cheaper stuff an next shop. Yeah. And I heard the stainless steel is good, so why not? Now I have, like, all the clients coming in, like, yeah, I want the best. So I, it, it's... Like they sort of are changing from, I used the comparison of like, you have a car shop, like a repairing car shop, and it's like, I don't believe that 
a guy in that garage can repair any car, mm-hmm. you know, like can do all of the stuff. Like doesn't matter what brand of a car you. So you better pick up like the one which are you know working with your brand. And I think that is happening also to piercing. Like people start to realize it's like it's matter. It's not yeah. like any door because it's. Ju- I mean, in the past it was like it's just a piercing, right? Yeah. So like anyone who is claiming I have an eagle, probably can do it, mm-hmm. yeah, right? And this is changing, and I'm super happy about it. Like people are are googling, people are asking around, people are cool. actually reading the reviews. It's not like the the final percentage you have, but they actually click it up and they really you know go through the through the comments and reviews on your page and and they come to your show and says like yeah i did my research and i want a piercing here and i think that's great because that's that's the first step to really move like not the first but it's a big step to move forward yeah it's matter they did it in the years ago for haircuts mm-hmm. they are not visiting like first shop they yeah. really pick up so and and piercing was like in the waiting list and and i think we are there that's great that's awesome to see uh that a technology that can be so obnoxious sometimes online reviews can can really work you know if you if you actually have a quality business and you're doing something good it's gonna drive those clients to you and and now we are in an age where people want nice shoes nice clothes a nice yeah. handbag and nice piercings and jewelry and it's such a good time to be a piercer that cares about yeah. body piercing oh yeah I, I fully agree yeah yeah it's great Can't say more. Uh, so are you planning on going to UK APP or BMX net this year I hope so. Uh, I have a two kids uh, and divorced, so I have to plan carefully. Uh, but BMXNet definitely, and uh, we'll check up the UK APP. Cool. I mean, it's it's a nice it's a nice thing because I take it as like half holiday, half you know a work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm the whole week here in Vegas. I'm I'm based in this hotel, and I have got out like on the strip like four times for 20 minutes mm. but i haven't been doing anything else like really? i mean it's a conference and sleep and eat do you know where you're going for the volunteer dinner uh yes but i forgot the name of, okay <laughs> of the place uh so it's it's definitely not a holiday only because like i couldn't you know really do anything and it's a it's a long you know conference so it's not like i stay four more days i mean i'm busy and i have to get you know back home soon uh, but at the same time, like it's it's not like being at the work, even mm-hmm. volunteering and stuff. It's it's you have classes, you have a bar time, you have a talk time, you have you know your time in the room. So, so I I want to definitely invest you know uh, my resources and time to visiting other conferences. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. I'm really happy for you. It seems like everything's like going really good for you. It's rolling. It's yeah. rolling. That's awesome. <laughs> cool. Yeah, we'll have to have another. Maybe another conversation next year, and you can tell me any sort of updates or anything. Oh yeah, I hope so. I mean, we have to. We have. It's now about us putting time and energy into you know setting up stuff. Uh, we wanted, actually, we sort of start tattoo tattoo association uh, for our countries. I was working with my Czech colleague on the European norm for tattoo hygiene uh, or hygiene in tattoo shops. So like you know European norm. Mm-hmm. So. Like, no, I mean, it's, it's a no, quite clear, roughly. straightforward rules, like what should be done in what yeah. way when it comes to hygiene, but mm-hmm. like how you tattoo, but like whatever in the room, in the shop, how you, you know, deal with stuff. And we wanted to start the tattoo association because it's missing. Obviously, we need a representation. But with the tattoo guys, it's it's more hardcore. I mean, mm. there is a lot of ego in. I'm not complaining, but it's it's not that easy that you would say, hey, I volunteer to do something. Would you join me? 
and they would be like, yeah, thanks God. I mean, some are yes, some are like, mm, why are, why do you want to do it? Like, yeah. what, what is, what do you want to have out of it? What's it's the like, trick? What are you going to get? Yeah, 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 and I'm like, nothing. I just think like, when, when we, people from media want some information, they either get it like properly from someone mm-hmm. who would be educated enough, or they call the first shop, and sometimes you hear it like very bad stuff. Yeah. The same goes for piercing, mm-hmm. like, like, I like I have heard you know things in the radio. I was like, oh God, please, no one, no, no, no one should listen to this. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, we kind of prepared the stuff for tattoo, but it's it, we didn't move from one point. But I feel very motivated for the piercing uh, community to really set it up because, yeah, as I said, like we are happy to share all of us. There is no competition on you know that kind of level, and and that's giving us really good starting point. Awesome, that's really cool. You're a busy guy. I hope so. <laughs> I do. Cool. Well, uh, again, uh, say your shop info and any sort of online stuff you might want. Yeah, we are called Body Gallery or Body Gallery, as you wish. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram as Body Gallery. Very, very super easy. Slovakia, Bratislava. Uh, have a look, and if you come around, just you know, give us a visit. Awesome. Cool. Uh, really, really good to see you here, and uh, thanks for talking to me. Thank you. Thanks for talking to me, Bronco. Uh, really fun, again, just to get the right people in those scholarship spots. Uh, just to kind of give you the early warning, uh, I, I will be part of the uh, the scholarship process again this year with uh, Caitlin McDermott and Kale Belford. And uh, the applications are going to open up, I believe, somewhere around the end of November. And they're going to close somewhere around early or mid-January. So kind of plan for it. Um, If you're a little bit busier in your studio or busy with your families or personal lives around the holiday season, but you do want to apply for the the scholarship, you can start preparing those things in advance. Uh, the, The official application information probably won't go online until maybe like early fall, but you can start kind of putting that information together. You can always go to the conference website and you can see what the uh, the application process was for last year. It's gonna be pretty similar for this year, um, but you know, start kind of mentally preparing for that because it's a huge, huge benefit to your career if you can make it out there. Uh, you know, each year we're mandated to bring, I, I believe somewhere around 10 scholars. Uh, we have lots of, uh, lots of different great people who donate to the process and, and help to bring in additional, uh, additional scholars. One of those people, uh, Bador Ramji from uh, Punk Medics, is a great example of that. Bador, incredibly generous, and uh, that kind of puts it on my mind where I need to reorder some simple care. Punk Medics makes a, a really, really great line of different aftercare products, different things related to body art. Uh, simple care is a product I've been using off and on for years. Um, I don't want to make it seem like when you when you say you have uh, an aftercare product that it's like this dogma of you're like you're on that team and you can only carry that product and you'll never carry anything else. Over the years, you know, I, I've carried uh, H2Ocean, I've carried Neomed, I've carried Simple Care. At this point, uh, my, my preference is typically uh, sterile wound wash saline for general aftercare, um, but I really, really like Simple Care for um, irritated piercings, people who have redness or, you know, fussy piercings, cartilage, stuff that's a little bit more difficult to heal. Simple Care is, is really good for that. It's got lots of different ingredients in it, herbal remedies basically that help to reduce redness, help to reduce swelling, inflammation, irritation, things like that. So if you've never, if you've never looked at a product like Simple Care, 
give it a quick look on the, the Punk Medics website. Uh, but it's a good product. But again, there are lots of other really good products out there too. So I don't want to make it sound like uh, uh, I'm, a, I'm a hack, I'm a shill for one company. You know, I, I use Neil Med. Uh, and I, I use all different kinds of companies. It's, it's cool to have different vendors. Uh, it's maybe a little unrealistic to think that just one vendor can give you everything you need, whether it's jewelry or aftercare or your disposable supplies like gloves, all those different things. It's, it's totally normal to use multiple vendors. And Punk Medics is definitely one of those vendors that I respect and uh, you know really gives back to the industry. And you can see that in that LD scholarship process. Uh, so I'd just like to say uh, you know thanks, Bador, and, and thanks, uh, thank you to Punk Medics. And uh, thank you to Bronco for uh, really, you know, being awesome on that that uh, scholarship team. So that's enough for this week. Next week I'll be back with another episode, and then I'm going to be off to Japan soon for a wrestling tournament. And then it's going to be right into that fall season of uh, the different health conferences. I'm going to be doing BMX, and I'm going to be doing UKAPP this year, working out my classes and uh, doing my private stuff too. So it should be pretty fun. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved.